readers, welcome to Your Bookstore Besties. We're your hosts, Rachel and Becky, best friends who met while working at an indie bookstore. We love chatting about all things books, and we're so happy that you joined today. Hey guys, welcome back to Your Bookstore Besties with Rachel and Becky. Um, This is actually our first episode that we have recorded since we have gone live because we batch recorded our first three episodes at one time. So uh, we're just going to chat a few minutes about, I guess, starting a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's been really fun. So, I mean, I told Becky, I was like, we would have done this if no one listens, honestly, because it's just like I'm catching up with her. Yeah, yeah. You know, if we had no listeners, we would still do it. But I think a lot of friends and family have tuned in. Um, I know my dad uh, is a big fan. Uh, he's listening to every episode and always has his comments and like analysis. Um, last night he was like, give me the full name of that woman who was mean to you, who made you cry. <laughs> <laughs> so Aww, that was really, move. I love it. That was cute. But um it's been really great to like kind of hear some reactions because we didn't know if anyone would really care. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So have you gotten any like questions? Because I was kind of surprised. I was thinking that people would be like, what's an arc? What's a this? Like asking yeah, all these questions. Yeah. And I feel like people pretty much kind of understood the lingo if we mm-hmm. didn't explain it. But is there anything that people have said like, oh, I didn't know what this meant? Or like, can you elaborate yeah. on this that you know yeah. of? Um, the most common question I got, and it's probably only like two people, but people asked me what I meant by DNF. Um, mm. So I thought we should define, and we're actually going to do an, uh, an episode. Um, the next episode after this will be about DNFing. But DNFing means did not finish. And so you mm-hmm. can say, like, use it as a verb. I DNF'd this book. I did not finish yep. this book. Um, so that was probably one of the most common questions that I got um, from friends. So Okay. What, yeah. And, did you get and anything? just to clarify, I mean, no, not really, but... Um, I when I listened back I was like oh people not might not know what an arc is and at one point I say I say what a DRC is which is a digital review copy but an arc which is an ARC is an advanced reader copy so just to clarify those those common terms if we say we're reading an arc it means that we received a book that is not yet out or we have a book that you know in print has already came out but we have the early version of the book I guess um so other than that i mean my dad said that we should do like a fun fact each episode um so so cute (laughs) so my fun fact uh that i don't think you will know is um i've played clarinet for 16 years um so i started in fourth grade yeah Mm -hmm. i started in fourth grade i've been playing the clarinet for 16 years he he said that i should start with that one so i want to know your fun fact um, okay, since we're going in the music direction, um, I took private voice lessons uh, from seventh grade to eleventh grade, and oh. um, yeah, my mom said the Lord told her I needed to take voice lessons. So here we are. <laughs> That's cute. That's why we're always cute. singing, or when we oh, yeah, work together, always we singing. were always yeah. singing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Yeah. So let's. Uh, can we talk about what we're reading and stuff like that, and what we finished? Yes. Yes, because this is the first time that we're recording after the first three episodes. So I remember I said um, I was reading or I had just finished Black Tide and I was going to read The Mist, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
I will tell you that I did read The Mist. Oh, okay. That's Stephen King, um, right? Yeah, Stephen King. Okay. Um, actually, I really wanted to read it because I just bought that book. I went on a trip to um, England, Ireland, Scotland. Yes. And I bought a cool edition of that book in, in Blackwell's, which is this bookstore that's over there. Um, and I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was uh, really sad because I actually really liked the movie. And then so I watched the movie first and then I read the book and I thought the beginning was really boring. And once it got into the action, it was OK. But also Stephen King in this book has really weird references that I don't even want to go into in the podcast but just like overly sexualizes some weird stuff like they're basically like fighting for their lives and the main character is like his wife is probably dead um and he's like thinking about how hot this woman is that he's in a grocery store with it was just kind of weird I was like I'm glad they did not put that into the movie um and then I read Just the Nicest Couple, which I said I was reading, mm-hmm. um, which is I got an arc of. That's the new Mary Kubica. And mm-hmm. I gave that one four stars. So I really liked that one. Oh, okay. I actually heard that Stephen King like writes women really horrifically. So ever since I heard that, I'm like, I have no interest in reading Stephen King. So that's yeah. why I that. I mean, I want to read him, but this wasn't my favorite so I'll, I'll give him another chance but it was just kind of weird but yeah mm-hmm. yeah I on your recommendation um downloaded the arc of secretly yours by Tessa Bailey which oh, you had yay. told me you said hey you should put that above in your your reading list so I said okay mm-hmm. I do what Rachel says so I will do that <laughs> um and I think I gave it four stars I'm trying to check my goodreads um Yes, I gave it four stars. So that is a book. It's a rom-com. And the main characters, one is like a a gardener. She's like uh, basically like your manic pixie dream girl. Like, you know, wears seven necklaces at one time um, and nothing matches. And she's just like really eccentric and cute. And the male love interest is very type A, um, dealing with some trauma in his life and so he needs to have control and obviously opposites attract so it was very cute um i just kind of liked that like i've never read a book where the main character was a gardener so i thought that was really really cute um and it's like a small town small coastal town um on the west Mm -hmm. coast so it was really cute i'm glad you liked it i really liked it i thought it was very like non-problematic like easy read yeah um it was just kind of fun so yeah i I am slowly reaching my Tessa Bailey like villain arc because I'm reading everything that she's written basically. <laughs> Anyways, I am currently reading a book called The Adventures of Amina Al Surafi and it's a book by Shannon Chakraborty and if you remember I think maybe last episode or two episodes ago I talked about her series City of Brass um which mm. is a set in the uh, middle ages not middle ages what is it it's set in the middle east (laughs) set in the middle east in the 1700s (laughs) this book series is set in like the 13th century and it's about a lady pirate who is muslim and she goes on all these adventures and it's really cool because one this is a time period i don't know much about like 13th century as well as it being in the middle east and mm-hmm. the main character she's in her 40s which i don't think i've ever i mean i know that's embarrassing to say i don't really read a lot of books where the characters are older than me and she's a single mother um and i think there's going to be a magic element but i'm in the middle of it right now so i can't say for sure but i'm loving it so far right now so that's what i'm reading right now 
Okay. Um, well, again, uh, on the typical, like, what you're reading is, like, the opposite of me. Yes. Um, I'm reading a twisty thriller, um, mm-hmm. and I am loving it so far. I'm 100 pages in. Um, it's 400 pages, so fourth of the way, I guess. And it's called Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter. Mm-hmm. And this is a book, I think it came out in, like, 2015. I think I was checking this the other day. Um, and it... I don't want to say too much, but basically, so it's told in multiple perspectives, multiple timelines. That's my favorite. Um, It follows a woman, Claire, um, and another woman, um, I'm terrible with names, Lydia, who are sisters who haven't spoken in years. Their sister went missing like 20 years ago, and now they're adults growing up. And one of the woman's husbands gets murdered uh, seemingly Mm. at random. We start to find out some things about him that maybe it wasn't a very happy marriage and maybe the people in the story are not the good guys because Mm -hmm. like you get the perspective from Claire who her husband, you know, was just murdered. Um, And then you get, it switches to Lydia who's her sister. They're estranged and Lydia's chapter ends. I just hope he suffered. And I was like, whoa, okay. Like I'm into this. Tell me why. So, I, I love the way that this author, she drops bombshells like seemingly at random in the middle of the chapter. Like she just mentions something that like completely turns the story on its head. Like and you have to be paying attention to really like see it. That's my favorite kind of thrillers. I actually have picked this for uh, our seasonal staff picks are due uh, around this time every year because at our store we have eight picks that we pick for you know the christmas you know holiday season whatever it doesn't have to be christmasy books but i actually subbed out a different book for this book even though i haven't finished it yet because i'm enjoying it so much so i will keep you tuned uh keep you what's the word (laughs) stay tuned stay tuned stay tuned folks (laughs) stay tuned for when i finish this book because i think i'm really gonna like it so you said that one's called pretty girls yeah, it's called Pretty Girls. Okay, I'm adding it to my Goodreads um, right now. It might be a little dark for you, though, because um, we've so? talked about this. I don't know. I don't know. I- I'll have to let you know. I'll, okay. okay. Yeah, let me know. I'll add it to my list. Um, and if you okay. guys don't, if you guys aren't on Goodreads, if you're listening to us and you're not on Goodreads, you should definitely get on Goodreads because we are definitely going to talk about that, how we use yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the topic that we want to talk about. We've gone on long enough. Uh, yes, we have. But <laughs> let's, let's talk about, we want to talk about classics and all about classics that we've read in our lives mm-hmm. and uh, things that we're interested in reading, all that and good stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, and ones we hate. Um, and also, like, adaptations. So that's something that I'm really passionate about, and I can't wait to talk about that. So let's start with the easy question, which is, okay. what is your favorite classic books that you can think of? I th- I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I love Jane Austen so much. Like, so, so much. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say my favorite is Pride and Prejudice of Hers. And unsurprising. Um, I know, I know, surprising. And I was thinking back to high school and just the stuff that I was forced to read. And I really liked Wuthering Heights, kind of okay, kind of a dark romance generational thing. And I was thinking back to middle school and I read this book called I think Silas Marner. I really enjoyed mm. that one. Um, about like a crotchety old man who he has to raise a baby that he finds. 
Um, so those oh. were just like the first ones that came off of my head that I liked. Okay. Well, I hope I don't disappoint you in saying I haven't read either of those. Okay. That's okay. Um, yeah. That was so – I was going to say um, later I wanted to talk about books, you know, where in, classics we're embarrassed we haven't read. And yes, yeah. one of them for me would be Pride and Prejudice because mm-hmm. I've heard – everything I've heard about it, it sounds like it would be right up my alley. Oh, totally it's just classics are intimidating to me, which we'll also talk about. But my – one of my favorite classics, um, and Becky knows this. I don't know if she remembers having this conversation at the bookstore, but she was very appalled um, that this was my one of my favorite classics, and it's 1984, um, which you gave me a lot of grief for so that was kind of rude but <laughs> i love 1984 i remember reading it in high school and a book and at that point in high school i'd read a lot of classics that i absolutely hated so maybe it's just the memory of reading a classic that i finally yeah. like got and like excited me but 1984 was that book for me also i love animal farm i'm a george orwell stan i don't know what to tell you um so i would say those are some ones that come to mind but we'll we'll talk more more later as they will come up organically okay so what classics do you hate and you okay. better not say the ones i just said were my favorite because that no, would no, be no, very no, sad no, no um okay so when i was going into eighth grade to ninth grade uh, over the summer reading i was going to start an honors class honors literature i think it was um and i had to read siddhartha and the stranger oh by herman hess and yes, yeah the stranger and siddhartha and I remember hating them with a passion. So in Siddhartha, mm-hmm. it was the first time that I ever read. It wasn't like a sex scene, but it was like an explicit thing that I'd never read. And like, I'm going into eighth to ninth grade. Uh, I know like you, you read more explicit things when you were younger, but I was like, I yeah. can't believe I had to read this. And I was so shocked by it. And I just thought it was so boring as well. So I'm like, I have the shocking scene and so boring. And then The Stranger was just so 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 boring the whole point of the book was that nothing matters and that light i think it was like a nihilist <laughs> book or something like that and it's like nothing yeah, matters yeah. like this dude kills this dude for no reason in it and he's goes on trial and then he makes peace with the fact that he's di- going to die and that life is meaningless and i'm like okay well that is just so sunshiny <laughs> love it not yeah um, really yeah so thing. those are the ones that like i get a, a like a knee-jerk reaction to i hate these books <laughs> So I actually have read The Stranger, and I didn't hate it, but it was definitely boring. It was not for Mm me. Um, Okay, mine. Now, mine, I think, are pretty common, actually, that people don't like. So I read Heart of Darkness Mm in, in like, 10th or 11th grade. Yeah, me too. Hated that one. That one's Mm -hmm. also one that people don't like. I also read All Quiet on the Western Front when I was in, like, 8th grade, and I don't know that one. What's that about? Well, it's about um I think it's about World War One. Yeah, it is. It's about World War One. It's it's lauded as the greatest war novel of all time. It was just really, really tough to read. I can't remember the details of why I hated it, but I think it was graphic and it was also long. I, I it wasn't for me at all. Also on my list, I would say um there's a book called I Heard the Owl Call My Name, and I remember that so well. It was a book I had to read in ninth grade English. Shout out ninth grade English. Uh, but it was horrible. It was so boring. And uh, spoiler, if you have ever wanted to read I Heard the Owl Call My Name, don't listen to this next part. The only interesting part of the story is when the main character dies at the end. That's the oh. only interesting part. Oh, my gosh. It was just not good. So 
those are my least favorite for sure. Mm-hmm. I also want to say a close second for me was Moby Dick and Grapes of Wrath, Ooh. which Moby Dick, if you don't know, is about a big whale. And Grapes of Wrath is in the 1920s um, during the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl, maybe? Yeah, I, I think that's remember. right. Yeah. And just like a poor family moving across the country. And the very, spoiler, I'm going to spoil the, the very last page for you. But um, I was a very naive child. So the very last paragraph of Grapes of Wrath is a woman miscarries and she basically feeds this old man her breast milk <laughs> in order to nourish okay. him. It was supposed to be like this metaphor for, I don't know, life going on or something like that. But I remember I was like, did I read that right? Like I read that paragraph five times <laughs> to make sure I'm like, am I, am I dumb? Am I reading this right? But yeah, pretty awful and sad. I don't I think I just don't like sad books. I think that's where I'm at. I mean, as, as long as you know your taste, but I, the problem with uh, required reading, which we can talk about a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, is that it doesn't matter your taste. You're forced yeah. to read certain books. Right. And even if you're old enough to know that you won't like the book, you still have to read it anyway. Mm-hmm. And that really, I don't know. I I have a lot of thoughts about required reading and it's definitely changed. You know, I feel like when we were in high school, it was read this one book mm-hmm. uh, and we'll talk about it first week of class. Nowadays, I have kids coming in who are like, I have a list of 15 books and I can choose one or mm-hmm. it's like, give me, I can read any book as long as it's yeah, yeah. at least 200 pages or not a graphic novel, whatever it, the criteria is. And I'm like, you have it so good because yeah. back <laughs> in my day, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I want to talk. So uh, some books I, I omitted from saying were my favorites is because I wanted to tell the story. And basically it was the summer before my junior year. And my parents were at a parent teacher conference over the summer with like, you know, the assistant principal, whatever. And I get a call on my home phone. We had a landline back then. I know. So scary. I got a call and it was my assistant principal. Now this guy was like the most hated guy in the whole school. And he was calling me on my summer break. And so I answered and he's like, Rachel, I'm here with your parents and we think that you should take AP English. And I was like, uh, what? It was two weeks before school started. I already had my schedule and I hadn't read any of the books. And he was like, well, I think that you would do really well in AP English. So I'm going to put your your new teacher on. And so he handed oh. the teacher for AP English the phone. And she was like, oh. hey, Rachel, um, I really want you to be in my class, this and that. Because I was a good kid. But in junior year, yeah. I was scared to do things that were scary. So sure. essentially, she said, Listen, we're all reading Lord of the Flies, but I have a list oh. of, of books. <laughs> Hold on. I have a list of books for you to read. Um, and you can choose any two, any three of them, I think. I don't remember the third book I read, but the two books I read are now two of my favorite books of all time. Now, spoiler alert, I did not have to read Lord of the Flies because she said okay. <laughs> it was too it was too close to the date, you know, whatever. But that week in those two weeks, I read Kite Runner by okay. Colette Hosini, which I don't know if you've read, but I haven't. But I saw the movie. One of my favorites. I have not seen the movie. I don't want my heart to uh, be ripped out of my mm-hmm. chest mm-hmm. Uh, more That's than fair. once in my lifetime. And the other one is Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier, who I think is where I get my love of suspense, like romantic yeah. suspense. 
so good. And I definitely need to reread those books and see if they still hold up. But that was my most successful required reading story. Other than that, everything else has been abysmal. But that one summer, I read two of my favorite books in the span of two weeks. And yeah, I always I always will remember that now. I was So I was thinking about this earlier today, and I was wondering why I hated so much of the books that I was forced to read. And I honestly think it comes down to representation. Like, one, they're all written, mostly written by white men and white men's mm-hmm. stories. And like, I wanted to read stories about women. And I think that's why I like Pride and Prejudice and like Wuthering Heights mm-hmm. where there are women in the stories and or, you know, women who aren't just like character caricatures of people. I think that's why a lot of these suck is there's no women in them <laughs> or people of color. I mean, yeah, that's true. And a book I'm embarrassed I haven't read also is Little Women because, mm-hmm. you know, Little Women, Pride and Prejudice, all these great female writers I've never read. I don't know many female writers that I that were required reading. The only one I can think of is Mary Shelley for Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of any other – oh, well, I can think of one. And this goes into representation. This also – is a good segue into what I wanted to ask you next, which was, are there any classics that you believe that you should give a second chance or that um, you think that maybe you were too harsh when you read it because, you know, it was required reading and how that affected your view of it? Because for me, mine is a book called Their Eyes Were Watching God. Uh, It's by Zora Neale Hurston. Have you heard of that? I mean, I've heard that title. I don't know what it's about. It's really, I mean, it's one of the great African-American literature mm-hmm. of all time. It was published in 1937. It's about, you know, a black woman in the 30s. And I remember hating it at the time because the way it was written was representative of a black woman character in the 1930s. Mm. And the way that the language was, it was Mm -hmm. so honestly foreign to me that I kind of wrote it off. But now I think that I'm older and that I understand how important it is to have like a true, like authentic voice Mm -hmm. um, to your stories. I feel like I would enjoy it much more now. But I think the writing was hard as as someone, you know, who was in high school, who grew up sheltered, you know, who I mean, it's like. It's um it's also a deep south book so mm-hmm. there's like things that are written in there that I didn't understand. Um so that's a book that I I would want to give a second chance um because right now on Goodreads if you look I've given it two stars which is kind of harsh. <laughs> um my other book would be Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy which I also gave two stars and I remember not liking but now now that I'm into sci-fi more and I'm into like mm-hmm. kind of that kind of humor, I think I would enjoy it now. So do you have any books that you can think of that are kind of like that for you? Um, that's an absolute no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so you read, a, you read a book, it's bad, and then you move on with your life? Yeah. I don't know. I feel what? like you're... I can't believe yeah. it. I guess I'm more open than you are to the possibility of like changing your mind. Uh, I mean, like the books that I hated were, like I said, they were all like 17, 18. You hated them because you know, they were awful and you hated yeah, them and you're they're right. Boring and I have zero interest. Like I'm not going to read The Grapes of Wrath again. I'm not going to read Moby Dick. I don't even want to think about giving them a second chance. Sorry. Okay, well, those two are fair, but like you can see the difference in mine, right? Where it's sure, like no, that that absolutely makes sense. I I don't like, think I read yeah. any 
books by people of color in high school, which is crazy because it was from the South or I went to school in Georgia. So you'd think that would be part of the curriculum, but I I didn't read anything like that in high school. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's your answer. That's your answer. It's fine. That's my answer. That's my answer. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with classics before we talk about adaptations for a little bit? No, we are good to go on. (laughs) Okay. Adaptations I want to talk about for just a couple minutes because as someone who loves books and movies as media, as art equally, I have always been fascinated with how books become movies, TV shows, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So is there a book you can think of that is an amazing adaptation? Like you love the book, you love the movie or show? Yeah. Um, Okay. What is it? I'm going to talk about Pride and Prejudice again. Um, Okay. Absolutely love the, I think it's the 2005 version with Keira Knightley. Yes. I love Keira Knightley. On the guy who plays Mr. Darcy. Colin Firth, Um, right? No, no. He's in the the one before that. The adaptation before. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. McFadden, McFadden, yes, something yeah, McFadden, like Matthew, right? Yes, yes, that's it, that's it. Um, okay. I love that. I think it's such a beautiful film. Um, and they actually some of the funny lines. So if you read Pride and Prejudice, like the dad is really funny in the book, and they mm-hmm. gave a lot of those lines to Lizzie, um, that were actually originally the dad who said them. But I, I thought it was like okay, like it, it was a really great adaptation. Am I saying that wrong? Adaptation. Wow. (laughs) I think you're fine. Um, And I I have some other, I wrote down some other books that I liked that were retellings of Pride and Prejudice and that I really enjoyed. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure I've mentioned these on there, but I really liked this book called Heartstone and it was by L. Oh, wow. I wrote it down and I can't read my own handwriting. I should just go on my Goodreads here. <laughs> Heartstone by L. Catherine White. Yes, that's, that's the one. Um, <laughs> More prepared than you with your yes, own oh material. I know. Um, and what I liked about this is it was in a fantasy setting. You guys, and if you heard poor, I love fantasy. So it's basically Pride and Prejudice with dragons in like a fantasy world. So Ooh. I just like really loved the mix of the two. It was just so fun. And then I love 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 the series by Sonali Dev um it's pri- the first in the book series is called Pride Prejudice and Other Flavors I love the series I highly recommend it you love it. that series I love it so there's four books in the series and the first one and each one of them does a different Jane Austen book but it's with the same family it's the Rajas and they're a South Asian family I think no they're Indian family that's living in California so each book is a different sibling or cousin told with you know the Jane Austen story so the first one is Pride Prejudice and Other Flavors um, and the main the Lizzie character the female character is a neurosurgeon so it kind of flips the gender uh, gender bender if you will where she is wealthy she's a neurosurgeon and he is a poor cook or chef from um, Rwanda and India India and I, I just love it it's so so good <laughs> you never stop talking about the series i know this so series good. honestly yeah yeah I, i'm sorry i haven't read it um we'll have to do okay. an episode where you. each of us recommend a book yeah we recommend a book to each other and we have to read it and then we talk about it i love that that's a great um, idea but okay so my i have two and um so we didn't talk about like favorite children's books because we wouldn't do that in another episode but my one of my fa- favorite adaptations is matilda Mm, and Mm -hmm. uh matilda i loved reading as a kid i loved the the illustrations in the book 
talking about how a young girl who loves to read is kind of a superhero was like amazing to me because as a young girl who liked to read, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. But the book, if you read it, is very British, is very British. Like some of the things that the author says as a kid, I didn't get. But if you've if you've watched the adaptation, it has Danny DeVito in it. Like yeah. it's very American. It's like stereotypically yeah. American. Like his accent is like it's basically Danny DeVito not doing an accent. It's just being Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah. And it's so good and it really captures like the um the magic of the book for me. And I've watched that movie uh probably a dozen of times and I I love it every time and just the character of Miss Honey, mm-hmm. you know, it's just such a good adaptation and so i wanted to do a tv show version because i also do watch some tv and my pick i think is going to be uh big little lies do you know that show oh yeah i watched the show i didn't read the book but i watched the show so i wanted to read the book and i was going to read it with my mom but honestly i put the book down because <laughs> I don't know. This is just out- outing me as like an obnoxious American. I think the the <laughs> book is like Australian. It's like oh, huh. a lot of Australian references and like accents and like oh interesting okay. things. So I, again, I'm obnoxiously American. I am so sorry, but like I liked the American version that they did in the TV show, which was like the the like wealthy LA county moms, you know, <laughs> like the Orange County people i think it just matched it made it like better for me so mm-hmm. i don't know those can are you my give, favorite can you give like a one to two sentence synopsis of of that book just because i i've had people ask me um they want us to tell more about the books that we're talking about so okay well i mean i didn't finish it but i know the show oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so um so big little lies uh it starts with basically someone is dead and it follows the leading up to that person dying and the whole book you don't know who actually dies you kind of have to play detective and it's it follows this community of privileged women and basically it all starts with this altercation in preschool with this new kid and this new kid and his mom who is kind of like an outsider and it shows how cliques are formed and how sides are taken and it's just very interesting like social dynamics so Mm -hmm. uh i would say it's like a good i wouldn't say it's suspense but it's kind of a detective like mystery chick lit thriller i guess Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great way to describe that yeah that's so funny i didn't know it was australian yeah, I mean, I didn't either. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, I'll go with it. But then I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen because I watched the show. So I stopped I stopped reading it. Uh, but Leanne Moriarty is is a huge writer in that genre. So yeah, check her out if you're interested. I want to add one more because I'm looking at my notes and I forgot to mention. Um, and if yeah. you follow me on Instagram, you have seen me talk about this book. Um, but going back to the Jane Austen thing, there is a book called The Murder of Mr. Wickham, which mm. is using all of the characters from Jane Austen's books and telling a totally new story where they're all in one place. And Mr. Wickham from, he's the villain of Pride and Prejudice is murdered. And you know, it's one of the people at this house and they're all Jane Austen characters. And it was really, really fun. And they have two new characters, which are like the children of the characters that you know and love if you know Jane Austen. 
Jane Austen's characters. So have you read every retelling of Jane Austen's books? You know, if I see them, then I do get them. There, there are a couple that are, are not wins for me. I don't know if I should mention them. <laughs> I don't want to be <laughs> the kind of person that's like, these are awful. I don't want to be that kind of person on here, but uh, they're definitely yeah. not all winners. <laughs> okay. So yeah. They're not all beauty uh, pageant winners. You are right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps up what I wanted to talk about. Do you have any final like thoughts about adaptations, classics, reading? I am very pro adaptations. Um, I love hearing, you know, it's kind of goes back to what you were talking about in the last episode about how you like tropes, like you like to know where they're going. Um, Mm -hmm. I like adaptations because you have this kind of formula, but it's with adaptations, they it's just like new and a fun way of telling stories that you already love or may not love. So yeah, we yeah. are pro adaptation. Here, here. Adaptation. here, here. Yeah, ad- absolutely. You can't still, you still can't say that word. <laughs> I can't. Ad- what it, how do you say adaptation? Adaption? Yeah. Adapt- ad- it's adaptation. not adaption. <laughs> adaptation. Anyways, I think that's all for this week. Yes. I wanted to mention before we close that if you're interested in any of the books, all of the books that we mention and talk about are in the show notes. So if you didn't quite catch it or didn't know the spelling, they're all going to be on those show notes. So just like go down there and take a look. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at your bookstore besties. Please like, share, and subscribe so more people can listen. Have a beautifully bookish day.